listeners, we have a bonus episode for you. Oh. We have a sneak peek at um, Alice Through the Looking Glass and a first look at All the Way by HBO. We can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. On this bonus episode of Why Watch That. It tells you the backstory of the Red Queen, as well as the White Queen, Ooh. as well as why it's always one minute before tea time. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you for that. I need to know no, that. It's great. Take a look at what Brian Cranston does with the lines. Just listen to how he leans in, modulates, dynamics. Oh, whenever he's on the screen, this is something to watch. Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why Watch, Watch That. That. Presented by Dynamic Network. <laughs> Why watch that sneak peek? Let's start with Alice through the looking glass. <laughs> My. Now, wait a minute, though. Ref, you got a little chance to go see this before it was released in the theaters. That's right. You were in there with little munchkins. Little wee people, wee tods. <laughs> and this uh, film is directed by James Bobbin this time. Tim Burton did the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a producer here, and written by Linda Wolverton. Yeah. You know, Disney, I think they should just give her every movie they do, because basically that's what they're doing. Start they with Beauty and up. the Beast. Yeah, she did Maleficent. She did the first one of this. Um, and this is starring, I mean, this cast. Some of read some of these people. Johnny Depp, Anne Hathaway, Mia Wasikowska. Oh. I can't say her name any other way. And more. <laughs> so tell us, is this worth my money? Well, I did. I do have to admit, when I saw all the kids coming in, because I didn't know they were coming, I was kind of like, oh, but it was 3D and in IMAX and free. So I was like, yes, I will. I'll, I'll take it in. Actually, I'm glad that I went with kids because it is geared toward um, parents who bring their children. I'll just say that much. There's a lot of inferences, just like with Alice in Wonderland, there's a lot of inside jokes and things that the parents would understand that the kids will later have to be um, explained. Now, it starts off with Alice. She is... Um, it has a certain occupation. We'll just say that. Oh. Very, it's a very unrealistic occupation in the uh, 19th century, of course. But um, she's basically a captain at sea with her father's ship. <laughs> and she is, you know, charting all over the world, namely, uh, namely China. And she comes back to find that her state of affairs have changed. Her father has passed on, and she. Um, and she and her mother have to deal with the things that are left over. She doesn't quite get the good end of the stick when it comes to her next voyage. And so in frustration, she's in this old house where maybe she was before and sees a looking glass and goes through it. We've come up against something very terrible. And that is the Mad Hatter 
isn't feeling so well. So, okay, so we're in Wonderland. With uh, we're in Wonderland, yep. Dad had her all of him again. Okay. Yes, him again. He's not feeling so well. So, to make a long story short, Alice has to find a way to rectify, and I won't give it away, rectify a very terrible situation that happened to the Mad Hatter that stole his joy and stole his health. And the only way she can rectify the situation is to go to Father Time himself, who is the embodiment of time in the body of Sasha Baron Cohen. Who, in my opinion, is absolutely hilarious in this movie. He's ridiculous. He's everything you want him to be. Mm-hmm. And um, getting in the way of that, of course, is the Red Witch, played by Helena Bottom Carter, and the White Witches, of, of course. And Hathaway is assisting the situation. Everybody's back, like you named the the cat, the rabbit, and all the wonderful stars. Now, yeah. that's the short plot. It thickens. It goes in between. It's really a prequel. This, this sequel is really a prequel. Got so it. It tells you the backstory of the Red Queen, as well as the White Queen, mm. as well as why it's always one minute before tea time. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you for that. I need to know no, that. It's great. It's <laughs> great. And, and here's what's wonderful about it, parents and children and just adults. The critics aren't wild about it, but I say it's a wonderful 3D IMAX experience. When she is traveling through time to get um, to these various places in history, it's really a magnificent 3D experience. Um, There's lots of new characters that come jumping out at you, different scenes, especially when she's sailing through the oceans. It's just, it was, the opening sequence in 3D was just well worth the free movie. Uh. And, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, that experience was wonderful. Now, let's get to the heart of it. Yeah. The movie, as far as characters go, Helena Bottom, Carter, Sasha, Baron, Cohen, those are the great ones. I mean, when they were off script, and you could tell there was some ad-libbing going on, there were literally laugh-out-loud moments. And not only for adults, but even the kids were able to catch uh-huh. on to the jokes. Mia does a wonderful job returning as Alice, and she's very much um, a more mature Alice, but she still has some mischievousness to her, and she still has lessons to learn, and Mia does a great job of maintaining that innocence, while at the same time, we realize that she's growing up. She's probably not going to return, and they kind of alluded to that. Got it. Um, I like Mia, yeah. Yeah, okay, so now we got to go to the real situation. Here. We're waiting. You talked about the Mad Hatter. We didn't say that that's Johnny Depp's character. Johnny Depp comes back as the Mad Hatter. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't mean any harm, but I just really want to see Johnny Depp play a grown man. <laughs> a regular grown man. I'm kind of over these children-like... Stra- I mean, it was. it's a very strange interpretation of the Mad Hatter. In my mind, the Mad Hatter is bad. And, yeah. Um, very um, high-energy always talking, always thinking, never making sense. Big, big, big. Maybe sip down 20 Red Bulls. Yeah. This guy took a volume. Oh. Oh. But we know I'm late. I'm late for a very important date, right? Yeah, he's, he's, he's late for reasons and I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing back in his house or what he's taking. But he is certainly Johnny Depp does a great job of taking risks but the risks don't always pay off. And that is the case in this particular um, sequel to Alice. Mm. He is able to deliver um, 
the strangeness of the Mad Hatter. Yeah. I, again, it just comes across creepy. Yeah. And I said that with um, Black Mass. He just, I don't know what it is it's going on. I mean, it just comes across a little creepy. And you can sense in the room with the kids, there was a, a particular moment where he realizes Alice wasn't on his side. So he kind of gives it to her, like, get out of yeah. here. And it was really creepy. So oh. I, I, I'm not the hugest fan of Johnny Depp playing the Mad Hatter, but you know, Helena and Sasha mm-hmm. go the extra mile to try and rectify this. The overall verdict. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. Do I need to see this in the theater? Well, if you want to see something spectacular, costumes, uh, digital enhancements, uh, 3D experience, great sound, it is actually, if you have to take your nieces and nephews, Mm-hmm. Don't just send them in there. Go in there with them if you're already going to do that. Do you need to go out of your way to see Alice through the Looking Glass? The ref is going to have to say you can sit this one out and wait for the DVD or wait for it to be screened. Um, you don't have to pay the extra money, although it's a bonus if you're going to have to be there anyway this Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Okay. Maybe an in-flight movie. In-flight indeed. <laughs> This episode of Why Watch That is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, providing digital versions of audiobooks for download to your computer, phone, and MP3 player. Sign up today to try Audible free for 30 days and get a free audiobook of your choice. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash why watch that to get your free audiobook now and to support our show. Back to why watch that. A why watch that first look. We're not only giving you Alice in Wonderland, but we're also coming at you with HBO's newest movie installment. Yeah. All the way. <laughs> And uh, this is, of course, the wonderful cast that has Brian Cranston playing Lyndon B. Johnson, the president, um, who was a former president of the United States, right after the JFK assassination. Joining him is Anthony Mackie, who plays Martin Luther King, uh, Bradley Whitford, playing Herbert Humphrey, among others. This is directed by Jay Roach and written by Robert, excuse me, (laughs) Robert. Shashkan. Shaken. Oh. Shaken, Shashkan. <laughs> She's Dostals. <laughs> Critic, take it away. Yeah, so this is actually based on the play. Um, and so Robert Shankin wrote the screenplay for it as well. Um, it, it did win the 2014 Tony Award for Best Play, by the way. That's right. Um, Brian Crit, let me just look. Okay, look. The makeup alone! Jeez. Here we go. So you said, yes, it starts right after JFK's assassination. LBJ assumes the presidency. It moves from there through to his fight to get the Democratic nomination during that next election cycle, about two years later, something like that. Mm-hmm. So throughout that time, we have the whole civil rights bill, uh, voting rights. That's where you get Martin Luther King Jr., and others coming in. 
This movie okay. is all about Mr. Brian Cranston. Of course okay? it is. Who is a genius. Not a genius. A genius. I'm not mad at that. Okay. Like you said with the makeup, the prosthetics. This man, you can tell all the work he did on stage, he knows how to use that in the film. You still get all of those characterizations, but it doesn't go too far. You know what I was thinking of, Ref? What? I said, I didn't want any questions on Watergate. Not any! Mr. Frank <laughs> Langella. It's Richard Nixon in Frosty. You know, I do remember that. I saw that in the theaters, by the way. Yeah. So that's okay. what I... Just those two performances to me, where they embody these real people from history. Take a look at what Brian Cranston does with the lines. Just listen to how he leans in, modulates, dynamics. Oh, whenever he's on the screen, this is something to watch. Now, sometimes, all the way seems like it's telling us a story from history. It gets that music going, and you go, okay, now I'm going back to what we are used to. I didn't appreciate that as much. It was better to me when they were owning the language. Frank Langella, by the way, is in this. I did bring him up for a reason. Yes. And he and <laughs> Brian Cranston, I'm telling you, because uh, what happens is we get from Mr. Frank Langella uh, playing Senator Richard Russell Jr., who was actually LBJ's, uh, basically his uncle. That's what he called him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he brought him up through politics showed them the ropes, but he's one of those Southern Democrats that LBJ left behind. So we get in his character especially what happened with LBJ, what the repercussions of that, uh, of those decisions, what they were for him. Uh, so that tango between the two of them is beautiful. Anthony Mackie as Martin Luther King Jr. does his job. Okay. But, you know, we've had a lot of people playing MLK. Yeah, especially lately, we've got the great ones, the Jeff, you know, Wrights and the David yes. Oyelowo and yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it doesn't hold up to that kind of scrutiny. Mm -hmm. um, so, overall, I would say, certainly, if you can watch this via HBO or whatever else, do it just to see. Now, you didn't talk about your boy uh, from Scandal. <laughs> See, I'm not there yet. You're, you're jumping the gun. You're, you're, not, you're jumping the gun. You're jumping the gun. I'm, I'm, not, I'm coming to that. So just just to see Brian Cranston work. I mean, if you know him from Breaking Bad, great. You're going to see even more of what this man can do. You have Melissa Leo playing his wife, by the way. Great. You have, here we go, Stephen Root. Okay. Stephen All right. Root plays J. Edgar Hoover. If you don't know Stephen Root, sorry, take a look at Office Space. My stapler. Here's my stapler. That's Stephen Root. Okay? <laughs> Great. You mentioned Joe Morton. Okay? Joe Morton is in it, just sitting there looking at MLK Jr. going, what y'all talking about? Y'all youngins, get it together. So, basically, the point is this. It is a great cast. You get a lot of great character actors here. And, look, if you have two hours to spend why not watch all the way oh sounds good well you know what everybody we have given you an exclusive and first look at some of hollywood's and television's greatest maybe not so great <laughs> <laughs> um two projects that just were released we're happy to go before so that you can decide what to watch
dynamic network offers podcasts that have something for everyone. Our conversations feature experts who not only inform, but also engage. Interested in sports or entertainment? We got you covered. What about business, current news, pop culture, and politics? No problem. We take care of it all. Check out Dynamic Network at DailyDynamic.com, where every day brings a new perspective. Again, that's Dynamic Network at DailyDynamic.com. Also available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.